Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Steve Buscemi, a pigman. Terrible Australian accents. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. Why, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you both? Doing really well. Great. If this is... If this is... If this is your first time joining us, what we do around these parts is watch Anthology Horror. It's a different spooky, scary story every week. And we're watching the show Monsters. We are smack dab in the middle of season two with an episode that's called Bed and Boar. Whew. It is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode's about based on title alone. Whoa. Did anybody want to go first? Sure. Oh, no, please, ahead. please go ahead, oh, John. Thank you. Bed and Boar. At Pine Ridge Inn, guests enjoy sumptuous rooms, a beautiful view, home-cooked meals, and year-round hunting. But what happens when the hunters become the hunted? All right. Very good. Eddie? Uh, Bed and Boar. Jackson and Taylor were celebrating their first anniversary and on their way to the highest-rated bed and breakfast this side of the state when they got a flat tire and have to ta- had to take refuge in a local hog farmer's barn. There they learn that slop isn't the only thing the farmer has been feeding his pigs. Ooh. <clears throat> Bed and boar. Welcome to Bed, Boar, and Beyond, where there's always a coupon. If you don't get linens, you'll get the tusk. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of these guesses are correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. Sweet deets. All right, guys, we watched Bed and Bore. This episode originally aired January 21st, 1990. This is season two, episode 14. Here is the description from Wikipedia. Oh, thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah. John Dennis, Steve Buscemi, is a traveling salesman staying in a sleazy motel. He is disturbed by his neighbors who appear to be having a horrible fight. He receives a threatening phone call warning him to leave. But then the beautiful Sue Weatherby shows up at his door asking for help. She fought with her husband and now seeks solace from Dennis. Whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the entire episode. <laughs> the entire episode. <laughs> that is not just a description. That is a this is plot a point. Synopsis, yeah. Uh, this episode was directed by... Weird credits in this one. Episode was directed by Sarah Driver. Uh, she has a few random credits on IMDb and uh, weird credits, including inspired by an idea from uh, for the movie Broken Flowers, starring Bill Murray. 
So whatever the movie's about. Got the idea. idea. Yeah. From... So she has a writing <laughs> credit. <laughs> uh, David O'Dell was the writer of this episode. He wrote The Dark Crystal. He wrote Masters of the Universe, Supergirl, mm. episodes of The Muppet Show. He also wrote the Tales episode No Strings. Oh, oh. I made a meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this season, or uh, I'm sorry, last season of Monsters wrote the episode Pillow Talk. That oh, one God, wasn't what was, what was too Pillow bad. Talk? I don't remember Pillow Talk. Uh, 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 I got no strings to hold me to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, one second. Pillow Talk was the episode with the chicken in a cage. Oh my god, that's right. The one with the bed. Oh, with the bed? The bed that that eats people? people. The bed that eats people. Oh, okay. That was a great episode. With the ziggurat of sexmanship. Yeah, okay. Foxmanship? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, David O'Dell is a weird dude. All right. Uh, Episode starred baby Steve Buscemi. So adorable. So cute. As uh, John Dennis. So this would be before King of New York. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he still had a bunch of credits uh, before this. This wasn't his first thing or anything. But uh, yeah, Indie Darling, King of New York, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Living Oblivion, Fargo, Trees Lounge, Lebowski. He's a, y'all know Steve Buscemi. If you're listening to this podcast, you know Steve Buscemi. Jody Marshall played Sue Weatherby, uh, working featured actress, um, some background parts, including Joke Girl in Vampire's Kiss. Oh, no way. Yeah. And then Charles K. Hume is Pigman, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't have a name credit on IMDb, but he was in the movie Shock Troop and in Troma's War. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen Troma's War. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Timmy had it. My oh, cousin Tim okay. had it. Okay. Troma's War is hell. It's a really, really bad movie. <laughs> there is the, um, have you ever watched the Make Your Own Damn Movie box set or uh, any of the DVDs mm-hmm. from Lloyd Kaufman? Oh. Really fun. Watching him talk about making the movie. I've always found the making of trauma films mm-hmm. so much better than the actual films. Yeah, they're usually a slog. Yeah, you know what a trauma film is going to be, but watching them do these, there's some... Yeah, some really good uh, behind-the-scenes movies that are well... They're, they're almost feature-length and much more fun to watch. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, we'll have to watch some sometime. Uh, so this week, on the, we're going back to the, uh, the TV book because we could now... Uh, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying. Might have to cut this, Matt. Cut this, Matt. Well, now I have to cut it. Cut it, Matt. Cut it. But if I left it in, wow, what a comedy of errors. What a comedy of errors. These idiots don't know what they're doing. With this season of Monsters, we started talking about what was in the TV book because it was available online. So for some context, the cover of the TV book this week was Juries Far Out, Court Jesters Star in Jury Duty, which was some made-for-TV movie starring Lynn Redgrave and Bronson Pinchot. Oh, oh man. Wow. Episode of The Simpsons this week. Uh, we're on season one, episode two of The Simpsons, Bart the Genius. Bart cheats on a test oh, and is put into a gifted class. Oh, man. Uh, we just watched that the other day. R-D-R-R. R-D-R-R. <laughs> get it? Don't you get it? 
And now it's time, everyone, for Betty Lou Peterson's Celebrity Questions. Ding! Here's a question. Who buys dinner? I say Greg Evigan of My Two Dads starred in BJ and the Bear. My husband says no. His treat, BJ, was the second of Evigan's four TV series roles. A Year at the Top and Masquerade were the others. Question. Is MacGyver filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia? If so, when? (laughs) (laughs) If so, when and exactly where and how furiously can I masturbate in front of MacGyver? (laughs) Paramount moved MacGyver to Vancouver in 1987. Uh, The show caused a bit of diplomatic flap last summer when a Vancouver building was transformed into the Chinese embassy for an episode. The Chinese protested. (laughs) The Chinese. Is there a possibility of a repeat of Lonesome Dove? Oh, God. (laughs) Just every question before the internet is insane. It's the saddest and insane. (laughs) I'll tell you, my mom uh, had a videotape... A uh, se- series of the Thornbirds. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that was a huge North and South. The Thornbirds, those were events. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, some late night TV. Showtime was showing a little dirty picture. Uh, she's nineteen and ready. Bored. Paris when it sizzles. Uh, night music had Indigo Girls and Sonic Youth. Oh my goodness. Okay. Byron Allen had Sherman Hemsley and David Leisure. God. That'd be a great show to watch. God, that would be like Sonic Youth would be like Daydream Nation. It's yeah. Is that uh, when they were doing? That's like like a hundred percent. No, that's okay. that's dirty. That's like ninety three. Okay. Yeah, ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Uh, Arsenio Hall had Wayne Gretzky and Mother's Finest. I assume that's a band. Wow. And Saturday Night Live, uh, host was Christopher Walken, and the musical guest was Bonnie Raitt. Oh, you gave me something to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Let's give him something to talk about. <sighs> Honey, it's family hour. There must be... Something on. Oh, Crispy Critters. My favorite. Oh. Oh, look. It's Monsters. It's a favorite show. Shush. It's starting. Now. Let's watch it. Now. Let's watch it. She's a bobcat. (laughs) The door from the monster swings wide open. And welcome to Mom's Motel, where if the sign doesn't tell you don't stay here, the room certainly will. This is a palatial motel room. 100%. Yeah. It's huge. like in a TV show, like in Buffy or something, when they're they're in a dorm room, and the dorm room is the size of roughly your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I lived in a dorm room, and it, yeah, was, it was the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. 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 No, I, I made a note of that, too. I'm like... Wow, what a room for $29. This is, well, I could sleep here. I could sleep here. I could sleep here. It's not the the dank hell holes we stayed in on family vacations through like South Dakota. 
Well, uh, we we see a very young Steve Buscemi on a on a bed jerking it to the couple fighting next door. <laughs> Not giving a shit about... So this couple is not arguing next door. It they is, are fighting, like physically fighting. Yeah. This is a murder yeah. that's happening. Yeah. The sound effects that are happening are of punches and wet thumps. Yeah. Like, this is not a casual well, and Dickerson's-esque table, argument. No, this is being a Western. Overturned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is, this a, is bar a card brawl. game gone wrong in a Western. <laughs> you accusing me of cheating? <laughs> Stool kicked out. Boom. Uh, oh, punch. Dead. Dead. The the hits absolutely would put somebody into a coma. Yeah. Like n- nobody could take this beating, but there it is. He is so cavalier he about it. He could not give a fuck. He is annoyed that he can't talk into his tape recorder. Yeah, he can't dictate his expenses. I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's had it, and he has to call the front desk. Uh, this is one of the few times we have a uh, an on-the-how phone yeah. with a haunted exposition dump mixed into it. But there's somebody on the other side of the phone call. So Monsters has learned the lesson that Tales from the Dark Side never could. Put the sound of someone else on the phone. Even if it's barely audible. Even if it's as quiet as quiet can be. Well, he's like... Look, um, can you do something about this uh, this room situation I got here? Suck a dick, and then you can go tell your mother to suck a dick. <laughs> okay, that seems unnecessary, but, like, can I move rooms? Because they're really fighting. I'll see you in hell before you move rooms, motherfucker. I'll fucking stab you and stab your mother. <laughs> Look, I, I know that there's empty rooms. Why don't I just go to another room? Please don't tell me there's a linen fee. <laughs> Meanwhile, neck like the Boom. sound of the soundtrack <laughs> death. <laughs> it might as well just be just get against that wall, rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so he does not give a shit, and finally he gets to the point where he uh, He gets so angry he has to angrily pop a piece of gum into his mouth yeah <laughs> he practices he does a, a bit of the you talking to me speech he's amping himself up he's gonna go over there but instead just pounds on the wall and tells them to shut up and it seems to work ish ish mm. well no i think i think uh when he tells them he's going to call the police after furiously pacing back and forth mm-hmm. for like a good 10 seconds oh yeah they they the instructions were please eat the seat Mm -hmm. uh so it calms down a little bit and that's when he gets it it starts back up he can't work um and he gets a phone call now this phone call is of the perverted variety he starts with some heavy breathing he picks up the phone and all he's hearing is Is this the guy who's sticking his snout where it don't belong? Sticking his snout. Yes. What was this accent? Um, I think it was. I I I, I'm not. So I I asked I asked myself what the accent was too, but I think that that was just a pig accent. Okay. Oh, it was just modern pig. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that Beck album. 
Right, Modern yeah. Pig. Oh, yeah. God. It's got a, so, so many great hits on yeah. it. Yeah. Lackluster hand jobs on there. Uh. Uh, the, and, and he's getting pig advice. Uh, he's basically telling him to get out while you still can. Look, yeah. get in your car and GTFO. Guys, if I'm in a motel room and I get a heavy breathing call that tells me to get the fuck out while I still can, I'm I, gone. I'm going to heed that call. Yeah. I don't care if it's a prank. I, I can't sleep in that room. No, no. There is no part of me that can casually return to slumber when I've received the call that's like, get out of the room now. Mm-hmm. If you know what's good for you. Get out while you still can. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, that's $30 I'll never see again. That's okay. It's just $30. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, and Steve Buscemi looks... Oh, but no. Buscemi's like, yeah, you don't scare me. You Why? Uh, I'm not afraid of warnings, dire warnings. <laughs> How about this? I'll call the police. No, these are old phones. If you are, you call the police, the... Uh, yeah, the lines won't go through. And Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, this was a, an unnecessary plot point. I guess it was. Well, they had to prove it was a party line. <laughs> but why? So that he couldn't reach the police. But well, no, he, he had just... he had said something about <clears throat> typhoon season. No, I thought he had said that the phones here are old. And it's an old system, so you'll never get a line out. But but still, who cares? Because when she comes in later, they're still talking about calling the police. So why didn't we ever say, "Oh, well, you can't. It's a party line" or something like that? I don't. I don't know. Who knows? This was a lot of. I think this episode was sponsored by How Phone. How Phone. How yeah. Phone in T. Yeah. And that's the uh, the old. That's the act break. That's the old act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Bye. Somewhere in the Australian outback, he's waiting. Something big scared him away. Like what? I don't know. But it was huge. As big as a rhino. Jake Cummer, the obsessed hunter, determined to stop it. to come to the water hole to drink. Get some help, Andy. No, he's mine. You're a Beth Winters. Animal campaigner? And dumped at the pet pack cannery eight miles west of here. The American animal campaigner who got more than the story she bargained for. She wasn't very popular around here. What'd you do to my wife, Benny? And the crazed brothers who protected their own secrets at all costs. You ask too many bloody questions, you know that? Do you know what happened to her? Razorbacks. Carl Winters searching for the answers. Godless vermin. He's only got two states of being. Dangerous or dead. That boy destroyed his life. Hey, listen, Bill, you're in the middle of bugger all here, so for Christ's sake, don't go walk about. We'll never find you. And we'll be back in five or six hours. Gregory Harrison, in his first major motion picture, running for his life. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do it just bloody.
how'd he do it? I mean... Produced by Hal McElroy from Australia's hottest new director, Russell Mulcahy. Razorback. He's only got two states to be. Dangerous or dead. Razorback. Man, I, I think he went from that to Highlander. Wow. Yeah, interesting. And we got two states of being. Dangerous. Oh, Dad. And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Here's a deal. Well, that Razorback is dead now, so. Good. Here's the good news. Yeah. That Razorback, dead as shit. Dead as shit, yeah. Here's the bad news. So three quarters <laughs> of the cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a treat Razorback would have been to see in the uh, theaters. Wow. That, that I'm not going to lie to you guys. I kind of want to see Razorback. Oh, I kind of want to see Razorback, too. There's a part of me that watches this trailer and feels I've already seen Razorback. Yeah, I feel like we got the best bits. <laughs> there isn't too much more to that movie. I do enjoy that, like, they introduce this this male lead that's like, oh, we did it. We did mm-hmm. it. He's the best. He's running. And then uh, they bring out the female uh, heroine, mm-hmm. and she's taking a shower, and he stumbles upon her. Oh, yeah. He's uh. like, Sorry about that. Hey, come on. Didn't know anyone was showering here. (laughs) Forced this. Beer. Beer. (laughs) I gave you, you really, uh, you're a real, um, uh, oh, was I going to shower or what? No, that's. Well, I'm sorry I didn't mean to be such a fair dinkum. (laughs) (laughs) By the Australians. Kangaroo! (laughs) By the Australians who don't know what Australian (laughs) dialect to take. We got a sloth in the highway. (laughs) We got a sloth. (laughs) Do sloths even live in Australia? (laughs) I assume so. (laughs) We take you to this amazing scene from Razorback. Oi, what's that? We got a sloth in the highway. (laughs) All transport's down. Oh, no. Don't ask about my accent. I can't talk about it. (laughs) Don't you worry, fair dinkum. (laughs) Oh, this seems like a real... It's a Razorback trap. The Razorback. The Razorback's playing a didgeridoo. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll throw me boomerang. Well, I better get in the shower Australian style. That's You take off your clothes and get in the water. Wait, how do they do that? While drinking a Foster's. Razorback, that scene oh, in the movie. God, that was good. What a good movie that <laughs> what, was. What amazing improvisation. <laughs> really killing it. And we're back. We come back to Buscemi in his room, and you hear rustling outside of his door. And you hear the words, you splashed me on purpose, you swine. 
So if you didn't know so far, there's a pig man next door. <laughs> her hubby's a pig man. <laughs> Your, her husband? Total pigman. She. <laughs> I married a pigman. He does a little bit more accounting work. Sure. We found out the hotel was $29. Yep. And that the uh, quart of oil was $1.38. But then, let me in. Let me in. Who is it? It's, it's me from next door. Oh, God. He left. Let me in. I'm not letting anybody in this room. I'm taking an Australian shower. <laughs> Go next door. See Sheba Shemi. There's a sloth sleeping in the middle of the room. <laughs> he ain't going to be moving for... Nigh on one fortnight. That's he, how we talk. How we talk. Consider yourself a shrimp on the barbie. That's not a knife. This is a sloth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the uh, Virginia Wolf shows up from next door. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in and... They do a few things, just super subtle, to let you know that this woman is a GD sex pot. She is DTF. Yeah. She is the hottest thing on two legs. Uh, You know she has two legs because they aim the camera through them. And you see water dripping because she's (laughs) sopping wet and in a thin little uh, nightgown. And Steve Buscemi... Has a look. They must have given him the direction like. Be a cartoon wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're a traveling salesman that just talks to to dudes about forks. (laughs) So this is the first woman you've seen in a long time that, that even is remotely attractive. He has this look on his face like, I'll marry you now. Yeah. Yeah. We find out why. I mean, well, let's. I guess that's a question. Is she already starting her game? Yes. No. Well, wait, you mean by her game? Do you mean is she working magic on him? Yes, I think so. No, I think he is just because he has shown that he is a jerk throughout this. He didn't give a shit about a woman being beaten up. Uh, he didn't want to open the door to help her. It's suddenly that there is a, a comely, wet woman at the door. Oh, my favorite thing to order is <laughs> a comely, wet woman. Uh, yeah, I guess um, one with pepperoni, one with pepperoni and bacon. And then a comely, comely wet, wet, woman. wet woman. And I don't know, breadsticks? You got like a cheesy bread. Do you do that thing with like... like uh, Where you put it like all a pizza, on a comely, wet woman? It's on a comely, wet woman, but it also is made of like cookie dough. Oh, I love that stuff. Oh, a cookie comely cum woman. <laughs> a cookie comely cum woman. A cookie cum clicky woman quickly. Cook. Let me just check Pornhub here. <laughs> and oh, we're yep, in. it Great. exists. It exists. Um, uh, so she is. She's given this song and dance. So I knew something immediately was wrong yeah. with this woman. Even if uh, even if you can't figure it out, I mean, it becomes really apparent very soon. But um, 
her makeup is straight up corpse face. Uh, oh, for is. real. Yeah. She's she's got a real um like vampirella or something. Yeah, like she, her natural skin tone uh they didn't blend for shit. No. It, no. it was like and here's corpse face. Yeah. To be honest, she reminded me of the little girl from Night of the Living Dead who kills her parents in the basement. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, and um she was on her way to the, her first Misfits show. <laughs> I mean, this is the sexiest woman Steve Buscemi's ever seen in his life. I also feel like Steve Buscemi fucks a lot of people on the road. Fucks a lot of women on the road. Or or attempts to define. Yeah, I was going to say define a lot <laughs> he, because he pulls that wedding ring off very, very quickly. quickly. Oh yeah, that thing is like, yeah, he keeps that thing buttered. Yeah, <laughs> he um yeah she goes, uh, are you married? And he says no, divorced. As he's pulling his wedding ring off, blarf. And then um, she's. Telling a tale of woe about her husband. Her husband. Yeah, she needs help. Her husband is beating her, and the manager. She can't go to the manager here because he hates women. So she needs his help. Um, and then um, she starts talking about like you know, you marry a prince. She says her husband is a pig. She says yes. her husband is a pig, and we all say we get it. We know. Yeah. Well, she owns a hog farm, and that her husband's a pig. And then she goes, you marry Prince Charming, the next day he's... Porky Oink Oink. Porky Oink Oink. oink. And we all immediately wrote down Porky Oink Oink, because that's not a thing. <laughs> because that has never been a thing. Never. But we also would love to m- welcome you to the section of the show we call, you marry Prince Charming, the next day, dot, dot, dot. Uh, let's round robin this. Guys, you marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's bacon McButterfat. (laughs) Bacon McButter. (laughs) All right. You marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's turned back into a department store mannequin. (laughs) Today's special. You marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's shitting on the veranda. You marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's Daddy Dump Stuffs. <laughs> you marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's turned out to be a pile of dirty clothes with a passable Australian accent. <laughs> you marry Prince Charming. The next day, he's eating marmalade with Paddington. <laughs> You marry Prince Charming, the next day he's Flacido Domingo. (laughs) You marry Prince Charming, the next day he turns out to be Wallace Shawn. (laughs) You marry Prince Charming, the next day he's chumming your dinker for truffles. that again please yeah, yeah. I, I think i might have misheard yeah. that yeah no no you heard it right you marry prince charming the next day he's chumming your dink i'm sorry matt you you cut off there and i want you to say this the same way you're gonna tell your daughter rosemary this when you're warning her about men yeah you marry prince charming the next day he's chumming your dinker for truffles <laughs> 
great. <laughs> That's a fatherly warning. <laughs> oh, God. Then they go into this this thing. She's not going to call the police because she's too upset. And you know how the police are when you call them upset. And and, and, and he concurs. Oh, yeah, you got to be calm to call the police. Yeah, I, I would have I called them. But then I thought, what would they think of me? That is the worst excuse ever. You know when you're freaking out because someone is choking and you're like, oh, oh God, God, what do I do? I call, call 911. Call 911. But calm yourself down. Act like it's no big deal. <laughs> you don't even care about this, okay? Just be real nonchalant about yeah. the death that's happening right. in front of you. <laughs> Stupid. So they have some real sexy sweet talk. That leads to uh, whiskey-a-go-go. She's like, do you have anything to drink? Hard liquor. And he They goes, have some bathroom whiskey. And he's like, I have whiskey. And then she like pretty much goes, double whiskey, no ice, splash yeah. of water. I don't usually drink. <laughs> but this is what I'll have. Uh, I need you to go get vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any bitters? <laughs> and, and it just gets pervier and pervier by the moment she she is wearing um she had that wet nightgown on she is wearing one of the so the the room has two beds in it and she's wearing the bedspread as like a toga uh she takes off her nightgown and uh asks him to put it on the radiator which emits so much steam that it is like and that nighty would have caught on fire yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, she then continues to say that her husband is a walking garbage can. He just needs to eat. He's a real pig man. Wink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I, I say, say pig, pig man. man. <laughs> and stomp on your foot. Yeah, he's a real man pig. Pig man. And then uh, pig man at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Pig man. Big man. Well, he... Big man is pissed. He's Well, he goes, I can smell you. I know you're in there. Toss her out. If you know what's good for you, just toss her out. Get rid of her. I'll take it from here. Big man. Chuck her out. Chuck her out. Well, she opens the door, and he puts his arm in and basically is trying to, like, Lo and behold, he's a pig man. He is. Yeah, he's a full on, full on pig man. Half man, half pig. All tusk, most boar. <laughs> that was a real Doge comment there. Yep. Well, Buscemi doesn't stand idly by. No, takes the liquor bottle, smashes it, uh, and then stabs brandishes. His arm. Yeah, stabs stabs that pig man, and she is delighted. She's like, "Yeah, this is going." All according to plan. To which she's just like, hey, um, now that you've committed a violent act, do you want to fuck me on a twin bed? <laughs> so sexy. Uh, and that's the act break? That is the uh, act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. It's a big man! A big man! Hey, I just saw a pig man. A pig man? Talking about a pig man. I walked into the wrong room and there he was. A pig man. A pig man. Half pig, half man. Pig man, baby. Pig man. If 
about this pig man one more time. Hey, I'm telling you, the pig man is alive. That way, if someone wanted to fix me up, they could say, hey, at least he's no pig man. All right, I'm waiting. I, I want to see the pig man. Show me the... But all the anguished oink of pig man cries out for hell. Wait a minute, George. Now you got room in the car for the pig man, huh? The pig man can take the bus. George, if the pig man had a car, he would give you a ride. How do you know? What if the pig man had a two-seater? Be realistic, George. I'll tell you what. If pig man shows up, we'll squeeze him in. So, any word from the pig man? No. No. And he's not a pig man, is um, Over the past couple weeks, I've been cleaning out my basement, and I was going through a bin of my old VHS tapes. <gasps> And I found something that I thought you guys would love to have for your own. <gasps> Ladyhawk! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I didn't think he was going to bring it, but boom, second encore. <laughs> oh, a bold, beautiful vision. Ladyhawk soars. It's from the L.A. Times. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, God, I loved this movie. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, yep. Rucker, Rucker Howard, Howard, Matthew Broderick. And Broderick. You know what? Here's the deal. I saw it too young. Mm-hmm. It's probably fine. <laughs> but I saw it when I wanted to see something else. And as a little kid, you could have shown him like the most exciting thing in the world, the best thing in the world. And they're going to be like, it's terrible mm-hmm. because I wanted to see something else. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to this day, never ending story. Because I wanted to go see Ghostbusters again. <laughs> and and it was like, no, we're taking your cousin and your grandma to see Neverending Story. It's PG. And I was like, so's Ghostbusters. Why are we talking about this? You guys just go see yours and I will go into Ghostbusters on my own. You're making a face. You're making This a- is a really lengthy and odd description on the back here. By his wiles and a stroke of luck, diminutive pickpocket Philippe the Mouse Gaston has escaped the vile dungeon fortress of Aquila. Never in his wildest imaginings did he think he would someday break Gosh, back inside genetic fuck, research. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and become the hero of a glorious quest. Based on a 13th century European legend, Lady Hawk is the enchanted story of a porcelain skin beauty, a stalwart knight, and the mouse. Once the knight and the lady were lovers, now the curse of the jealous bishop of Aquila keeps them always together, eternally apart. By day, she is a hawk. By night, he is a wolf. Desperate to regain the perfect love that was once his, the knight vows to break into the bishop's stronghold and end the evil spell, and only the mouse can help him do it. This luminous, visually stunning film stars Matthew Broderick as Philippe, the the ebullient. It's ebullient. Yep, it's ebullient. The ebullient thief who, when not snatching purses, steals scene after scene with his hilarious running commentaries to God. Rutger Hauer, rugged Rutger Hauer, and lovely Michelle Pfeiffer co-star as the Cursed Lovers. Movies, says Lady Hawk director Richard Donner, should take people, quote, into landscapes, emotional and visual, where they haven't been before. So get ready. Lady Hawk will take you on an unforgettable, enthralling fantasy flight. It's a lot, guys. That is that is quite a bit. I was in love with Matt, Matthew Broderick growing up. Was it because AMA. of uh well okay, was it because of Ferris Bueller? Probably. 
It's probably pretty good. Uh, I mean, Richard Donner made it. The concept is so stupid. It's fine. It's fine. Do you think um, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke call their daughter Lady Hawke? Yes. Okay. I hope so. I hope so, too. And we're back. Steve Buscemi is saying to uh, to Ms. Weatherby, how could you marry a guy like that? Who, who's that ugly? And my first thought was, Steve Buscemi, that's pot kettle black, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, bro. Yeah. Ba- ba- settle back. Settle back. Ease off. Ease off the throttle. Yeah. So now we're in femme fatale double indemnity territory because they're starting to hatch a plot. Uh, she basically wants to kill him. He has all of this money. He owns this farm that's worth millions. millions. You know how much land's worth out here? Nothing. There's nothing here. So right. it's probably so worth millions. nothing. Oh, millions? Cool. cool. So I don't know if you guys noticed um, in the very end of the last, at least I think it was the end of the last act or either the very beginning of this one, she started to use pig metaphors for him. Yes. Yeah. And then so. he starts subtly snorting. Yeah. And making pig sounds. Yes. So I guess Very she is subtly. using her, her magic. Yeah. At least I've that's that's the way that I So thought. are all of the pigs on the pig farm her former lovers? That's what I'm thinking. Quite possibly. Okay. Because isn't that isn't there like a fairy tale about that? Probably. About a witch that turns Um it, well wasn't that uh wasn't that in the Odyssey? Isn't that like what Circe did? On the island where they crashed, didn't she turn like them or the, the a lot of them into animals? Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, turning in pe- turning men into pigs is also biblical. I want to say as well. Uh, um. Anyway, we'll move on. Dot org. But um, they've hatched this plan, and once you hatch a plan to murder a man, it's time to have sex. Yeah, she calls him Prince Charming, which, <coughs> Steve Buscemi, weren't you here in the first act? <laughs> um, they they bone for quite some time. Uh, they go back to plotting to kill, uh, to kill Pigman. And now they're talking about how they're going to get married. They... Uh, oh, yeah, she asks uh, if he still loves her. Or it was like, hey, 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 dial, dial it back a bit. Yeah. She refers to him as her lover. Yeah, which, which uh, my favorite line about that we all like we all went with the word lover, and my favorite quote from Thirty Rock is that word bums me out unless it's between meat and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt is correct. It was Cersei who um, didn't, according to her, turn men into pigs, but took away their disguise and exposed who they really were. Oh, and then her son jumped out the window. No, nope, a different Cersei. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so now they love each other. He's saying that uh, he loves her. He loves the way she smells and tastes. Uh, makes uh, him hungry. Uh, and then Big Man breaks in the wall. Breaks through with an axe. And he's in his boxer shorts. I mean, he's doing great. Pig Man's just... Pigman is bare. Pigman is doing his goddamn best. He's doing all he can to make sure that he can keep the mask on because if that mask falls <laughs> off, that shot is ruined. And again, he we cannot have, be yelled at again because we they're have, gonna have to rebuild that wall. We have one wall. This is a one take, Jake. Yeah, yeah. he did a great job. It was great. 
he stops to make sure that he didn't screw anything else, anything up before he continues through it. I don't know if you saw that. No. He does give the wall once over to be like, everything fine. Everybody's cool. No one's yelled cut. Keep going. All right. It's just like a real casual glance that That's he gets great. to the hole in the wall. And then uh, he comes through it. And we had forgotten to mention that Steve Buscemi has a uh, suitcase full of cutlery. Because he sells cutlery. And uh, he grabs a knife and he stabs the pig man right between, right in the spine. Right yeah. in the... Ugh. That meat is ruined. And um, while this is happening, the pig man's just like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill you, witch. Yes, witch is clear as day this time. And then she starts, like, humming. She or, starts, like, chanting. Chanting, humming. Yeah. She Orinoco flows over there. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, oh. And then and, and, uh, the pig man just dies. Yeah. Now Steve Buscemi feel I don't understand Steve Buscemi in this this episode because now all of a sudden Steve Buscemi is like wait no this was murder what am I going to do he's all he's freaking out even though he was plotting this murder moments earlier yeah he's like oh my god I killed a man by the way I just remembered it was when Jesus was on the on the shore he meets a man who's so possessed he calls himself Legion yeah and he casts out all the spirits into hogs. And the hogs jump off a cliff into the wa- into the water to drown themselves. Whoa! Yes, that's Old Testament. No, that's no, no, that's no, New Testament. That's Jesus. New Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of those hardcore Bible stories. Man, like, yeah. Take that, Legion. Um. Anyway, that was. Is that what, what the show's about? Yes. Okay. I actually think yes. I've never seen it. I thought it was about a a, a d- demon. Legion. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was an X-Men show. Potato. Legion? I heard potato. that was a, potato that was a myth. Legion. <laughs> he hasn't been around for 40 years. Uh, so so uh, she's now turning him into a pig man. Yeah, it, like I, th- I think he starts to catch wise to her. And then she, uh, she a, chants again. It's way too late. Yeah. He's in the trap. Yeah, and so she tells him to drag the body out, and he's like, well, but what if the police pull over? And she says, there's nothing wrong with having a dead pig in your trunk. People eat them. And so he drags it out, and then it cuts to him walking back into the uh, the hotel room covered in chocolate pudding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fell in the chalky poo. <laughs> Uh, and so it 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 kind of um, pans up, and we now see. Buscemi starting Buscemi to go pig man. Start, yeah, he's he's. I would say he's like fifteen percent pig. He's early pig. Yeah, he's he's not. Uh, he's, he's more not pig full. than man. More, no, he's poor man. He's, he's more, more man, man than pig. Than pig. Yes. More more human than pig man. Than pig man. More human <laughs> than, than the pig, pig man. man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he explains. There was a big mud puddle, and I got I, just, I got some the urge. urge to splash around in it. You're becoming a pig man right before my very eyes, Steve Buscemi. That's the episode. Well, no, he he kind of looks confused and like scratches <laughs> his head with there, one of his hooves. There, there is a little bit of business that he does <laughs> that is so like, gotta keep going, yeah, right? Just uh, let me just look at my uh, hands. 
Now, we got to make sure we see the hooves. We put a lot of time into those hooves. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. And here they are. And, uh... Just kind of look sheepish, even though you're a pig. Still be a pig, but look sheepish. All right, there it is. Uh, go. And keep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just uh, putting my fingers. 18 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. Uh, let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything in particular that you could f- or would fix on this episode? I, I guess I guess if you know the, the Cersei story. It makes sense, but I'm not. I was not familiar with witches turning men into pigs, so the whole thing was just sort of. It just felt weirdly arbitrary to me. I guess. Yeah. Maybe if she had mm. talked a little bit more about how men were pigs and they always reverted to their baser natures or something like that, um, or if Buscemi had like done something to her that revealed him to be that. He, oh, he is a pig. Then she turns him into a pig. Like, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I think that he did kind of act like a pig. And right, I right because there was that, that moment. Did we, we didn't mention it? But she does call him out for being married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, but I, I. But was she I already was putting a spell on him? Right. If she was working his mojo and he didn't really have a choice in yeah. the matter, then then he well, really wasn't cheating. I. I don't know. I mean, full disclosure, I'm not a witch, okay. but I would I would imagine that because you know that you'd have to tell. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> just like a cop. You are just like yeah. a cop. I know, uh, but I would imagine that just like anything else, if you don't have to use your powers, you you don't. You only use them when you need to. So if he's already a pig. You just let him be a pig until you finally need to put the whammy on him, and then, you know. Was she actually fighting with Pigman in the beginning? There's a lot I would, of... I would imagine so. I mean, well, he did the, break through the wall with a with an axe. But there's not a moment that I felt like... She wasn't in control. In control. Right. Yeah. So then what's and the point And she doesn't of, have a mark on, on her. her. Yeah. yeah. What's the point of her fighting with Pigman... Like, if she could have stopped it at any time. I mean, she went up and she, clearly she hypnotized Buscemi or whatever. But why did she need a new pig? She gets bored of the old pigs? Yeah. I don't maybe know. the old pigs just start turning maybe, too much of a pig? Maybe she likes the, the pig men when they're like Subservient. 70 to 90% pig man. But like once they get past 90%, that's just too much pig? I don't know. So then what? But why did Steve... Why was it important for Steve Buscemi to hear this fight, to let her in the door? But yeah. she's an attractive, sopping wet woman. He would have let her in anyway. And it could have, other than showing the pig man costume before, it's like, why couldn't she just be a witch that turned men into pigs? Why did we need to yeah. see this? And why was it like a domestic dispute? Like, I don't know. Just- well, I mean, unless she then turned into a witch. Remember, every episode has to have a monster. I think I would have liked it if if she had been if she had said she was attacked by a pig and it was less of a pig man and more of she had been attacked by this huge mutant hog or something and like a razorback? Like a razorback. Yeah. <laughs> you mean so let the me just most say. deadly <laughs> more deadly than a, <laughs> than a sloth in the highway. 
I understand what you're saying, though. Like, there's a lot of different ends that they could have taken mm-hmm. besides spousal abuse. This seemed convoluted. And it also seemed improbable that she would survive this ass whooping. Or that she would let this ass whooping happen at all. We saw her put the whammy on um, on Steve Buscemi. And, you know, he didn't want to... He didn't want to haul pig man outside he didn't want to do anything and she just chanted and basically made him do it right. so she's got all these witch powers so Why it's is obvious she... that she set up this beat up situation yeah yeah it's stupid yeah this episode's dumb it is dumb it is dumb uh, yeah but it's not the worst it's not the worst Bushami's uh working with what he's got let's get a scale jen um uh, scale of one to ten pigmen. I'm a four. Yeah, I'm a I'm a four. Uh, three and a half pigmen. I'm like, no, nah, I'll give it four pigmen. You could get me to a three pretty easy. Yeah, like, it's fine. It's not great. It's just fine. Um, thank you for the Lady Hawk, Matt. You're uh, we welcome, love the guys. Lady Hawk. Uh, thank you for listening. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Instagram and Facebook, TFTDS Pod on Twitter, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. TFTDS Pod on Twitter, T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. If you missed any of that, you'll hear it again in a few seconds. Guys, did I forget anything? Try to, try enjoy, to enjoy the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by. Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.